What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Celtics' fifth quarter. I'm back after missing Game 3 and Game 4 recap. Shout out to Billy for doing the Game re- Game 3 recap for me. Good stuff. I like listening to that. Celtics' big win tonight. Blowout victory over the Raptors, 111-89. to Billy, give me your main takeaway of the game. Had to have it. I mean, going into the game, um, the biggest thing that this kind of all brought to the forefront was it's a perfect example of how a bad bounce – like we saw in game three can put you in a really bad spot Um, going into this game. You know, in my opinion, not a must win, but you better win this game. Uh, And one of the things that I loved uh, coming from the Celtics page is uh, Kemba Walker pregame going up to everybody, tapping him on the chest, heart check, heart check, heart check. And that's exactly what it was. Boston came through, did what they needed to do and just really laid the beat down on Toronto. And And quite frankly, Like, this is what should be happening. Like, Toronto is a championship-minded team, but we are so much more talented than they are. Um, I'm not saying we need need to be winning by 30, but um, this is a series that we need to get done with and move on to the next next round. Yeah, I didn't get to voice my opinions on game three or four, but game three, obviously, the, the huge buzzer beater there. And then game four came out with no energy, and Raptors controlled that game the whole time. But... I would have bet my entire bank account that the Celtics were going to come out and win today. I, I, I could see I could see it coming. This definition of a blowout, they had control of the game the entire way. I mean, they had a hot start, and the, the Raptors had 11 points in the first quarter, and the Celtics just controlled the game throughout the rest of the game. I can't, yeah, I can't remember a game uh, that was, you know, this important that we just handled business like this. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, Raptors, 11 first quarter points, but what I would thought was interesting was their shot selection in this game. They only had seven shots in the paint in the entire first quarter, and they took 11 jump shots, and seven of them were threes, which they made none of. Um, I was just kind of perplexed by their game plan. It didn't really seem like they I, – I couldn't really put my finger down on what they were trying to do. Yeah, and I think you got to give a lot of credit to the Celtics defense for that because they played a very suffocating game of defense tonight. I mean, Kyle Lowry and Siakam both had 10 points. OG and Nunaby had seven points, all of which were in the first quarter. He went 0-4 for the rest of the game. But I think that that was part of the Celtics' game plan. That Other than in game four, the Raptors had been subpar in three-point shooting this entire series. And they were going to live with that. If the Raptors were going to continue their hot shooting from three, then they were going to live with that. But they weren't going to allow them to get to the basket, and they weren't going to give them those easy shots. Yeah, I mean, we can go down and down the list on the things that we saw from uh, from these players. But another one, me and you scored the exact uh, same number of points as Marcus Gasol tonight. Marcus Gasol was over four, a big fat zero. And, you know, look at the plus minuses too. I mean, Siakam, minus 25, OG Ananubi, minus 26, Kyle Lowry, mounted, minus 22, or I'm sorry, excuse me, 23. Um, it was just an all-around nightmare situation for them. And uh, crying Nick Nurse. Like, Nick Nurse likes to cry and, like, and, you know, complain. This was peak crying uh, Nick Nurse tonight. I was waiting for him to get a technical, and he finally did mm-hmm. towards the end of the game. But it, it's like every single time there's a commercial break, the, the, the camera cuts to Nick Nurse, and he's complaining about something. Like, mm-hmm. nothing could have happened, and he's complaining about something. I remember the, the Raptors got a rebound. I think Serge Ibaka got a rebound, and Brad Wanamaker kind of stuck his hand in there and the Raptors immediately called a timeout and went to commercial break. And Nick Nurse is going up to the ref complaining that there should have been a foul on Brad Wanamaker on the rebound. I'm like, well, what, what are you doing? But um, no, no, Jalen Brown, who I thought played 
horrendous in game four. Huge bounce back game for him tonight. 27 points, played fantastic defense throughout as he has throughout the whole series. Jason Tatum, only 18 points. I can't remember a time that Jason Tatum wasn't our leading scorer or close to being our leading scorer in a blowout victory. That I, If you told me that Jason Tatum was only going to score 18 points tonight, I would I would have thought we were going to lose. That mm-hmm. I, you don't see that happening often. But uh, guys like Brad Wanamaker stepped up. 15 points for Wanamaker. Huge game for Wanamaker. Plus 13 off the bench. Scored 15 of our 18 bench points, which, first of all, we'll address later in, in the podcast that – you can't just have you can't have eighteen bench points and fifteen of them coming from one guy. Like the rest of the bench, especially in a blowout victory, can't just score three points. Mm-hmm. But another positive: only eleven turnovers tonight. Which eleven? Waiting for that. Still is not a great number, but it's it's down it's better from than 20. 17, 20, yeah. 21. Mm-hmm. So glad glad to see them limiting the turnovers there. Uh, twenty seven free throws. They made twenty four of them, which was a huge advantage over the Raptors. Thirteen attempts. Thought they did a great job not getting into foul trouble, and the Raptors did a not-so-great job in that. I think Siakam finished the game with five fouls, and it seems like almost every game Pascal Siakam finds himself in foul trouble. Uh, Six players in in double digits for the uh, Celtics. Daniel Tice with a big game. He had 15 points, eight rebounds, two blocks. Yeah, but it it was just – it was an all-around great game by the Celtics. Great synopsis there, Brian. A little rapid fire. I love that. Now let's talk a little bit about positive numbers. For me – it's shooting 50%. I mean, that's kind of been the common theme is you shoot better, you win, uh, and the Celtics shot 50% tonight. And obviously fantastic defense as well. Yeah, I rattled off a couple of positive numbers there, but just a couple more. Celtics had 37 points in the second quarter. They were leading by 27 points at halftime, which gave them a ton of momentum. You knew the game was over at that point. They had 48 points in the paint, which I love to see that, that they're attacking the basket they're showing confidence around the rim. They're finishing their layup. And that, they had a huge margin of victory in the points in the paint category. And I think that was a main reason for why they won this game by so much. Absolutely. And then what about negative numbers? It's hard to pick out some negatives in a game like this, but just a couple to throw out there. They only shot 32% from three, which is still an increase from the previous game where they shot around 20%. I mentioned it before, only 18 bench points in a blowout victory where 15 of them came from Brad Wanamaker. So the rest of the bench going to need some production from them going forward. And last one is they only had 13 fast break points off 13 Raptor turnovers that I think they have to be a little bit better in transition, but that's just me picking nits that I thought that they overall, they played fantastic today. What am I going to say about my, uh, about my nitpicking? Leave me a guess. Semi usually. No, good guess. But my, my my nitpick here, again, like I'm looking at the stat sheet and looking at some of these box score things, and you know, there are some stats where you look at it and you're like, I don't envid- – if you didn't show me the final score and I only had access to this stat, I'd think we would have lost. Um, you know, again, a nitpick. Tatum only went to the line for eight, eight free throws. Jalen Brown only went for four. Um, so if I had to pick something to nitpick about, that would be it. Um, but, again, a very just – awesome blowout but just if you if you just showed me some of these stats we've said it a few times on this podcast like I wouldn't be so sure that we won the basketball game and I think that just shows you how good our defense is that even mm-hmm. when we have these mistakes we're still blowing teams out and yep. I a lot of, I, I know Stan Van Gundy was talking a lot about it throughout the entire game that our defense is suffocating that was the word mm-hmm. he kept using mm-hmm. and, and it's true that we play a really good game of defense and that's been keeping us in every game even like in game four when we weren't shooting the ball good at all. 
we are still in the game because of our defense. And I think that's what's going to propel us to winning this series and maybe winning the Eastern Conference and maybe even further than that. It's going to mm-hmm. be our defense. What do you got moving forward, Brian? Game six, big closeout game. Not a must win, but I think you have to bring the same energy yeah. that, that, it, that it would be a must win game. Mm-hmm. They brought that energy tonight, and I'd like to see them bring that energy again. You know the Raptors are going to come out with that energy because it's win or go home for them. But like I said, the de- our defense has to continue to be the strongest part of our game. Heat are most likely going to win game five because Giannis is most likely not going to play in that game. So you need as much rest as possible. You don't want, get, you don't want the Heat to get more rest than you, than you are. And another thing is Gordon Hayward. We're eyeing in a, retur- a, a return for him soon. Yeah, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I just can't remember the last time where the Celtics were in a position where every team that we play in the Eastern Conference, we, in my opinion, have a better roster than. Um, I think Miami is not a great matchup. Uh, I would obviously rather play uh, Milwaukee, but all signs are pointing that that ship has indeed sailed. Um, I'd like us to take care of business in game six. Um, There's no reason for us to be having these types of lapses. I'm glad that we got it out of our system, hopefully. Um, but you're not going to be able to have these kind of mental lapse games or, uh, we haven't really talked about this. The other nitpick that I may have is we came out slow, uh, after the second quarter, after halftime, you just can't do that against Miami. Yeah. Miami is definitely a team that's going to make you pay. And I think their defensive scheme against Miami is going to be a lot different than it is against Toronto because Miami is one of the best three point shooting teams in the NBA. And I, I hate playing the heat for that reason is they, they make you pay. And it's it's like there's nothing like like a, a dagger. And you make a turnover, or you even if you do it, like have a great defensive play, and the ball comes out to the Heat, and they knock down a three-pointer. At it's the end of the shot clock, clock. yeah. It's a momentum killer, and that's what the Heat do to us all the time, and that's why I did not want to play the Heat. But it's almost certainly going to be the Heat advancing out of the, um, that series. No team has ever come back from 3-0 and especially losing their M- the MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year, possibly for the series, almost certainly for Game six, game 5. I don't see the Bucs coming out of that series. You sent me this post last week or a couple of days ago um, that Gordon Hayward was looking to return to the bubble, and we finally got some insight into that this week. Yeah, he's back in the bubble. He's going to probably go through, I think, a week of rehab, like getting himself back into basketball shape. I don't think we're going to see him in the end of this series, but if we were to advance after the, if both the, uh, the heat and us win our next game, I think game one of the Eastern conference finals would most likely be a Sunday, maybe Monday date. Um, and I think maybe we could see him return then, but I don't think he would return in either game six or a potential game seven in this series. We wouldn't really see him until the mom going to call it the Miami series. Right. And I'm, I got to tell you, I, the scheduling is a little bit frustrating and different. Um, again, like the Nuggets having to play, you know, a day after their exhausting series. I didn't love that. Um, but again, it's different. Celtics have a young team and adding Gordon Hayward has a chance to be a real game changer for us. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on, obviously. Um, what was your one shining moment? To me, it was the Jalen Brown poster on OG and mm-hmm. UNB. That was one of the coolest dunks I've ever seen just because Jalen Brown went from a standstill position and rose up and put him on an absolute poster. Like, that was a highlight reel dunk right there. It was awesome. 
they they, so, control, they controlled the momentum the whole game, so it wasn't like it was a momentum shifter, but it was just sure. one of those highlight plays. Celtics fans know this, but I don't think people outside of the Celtics that watch them enough know how athletic Jalen Brown is. Like, without a question, Jalen Brown is one of the most athletic players in the NBA, and I'd love to see Jalen Brown in the dunk contest, to be completely honest, because if he's not putting someone on a poster in a game, he's really, really close to He dunks it, like, angry. Uh, I think it was in game two where he had one where he almost posterized somebody. Um, but he's always uh, he's always up for a play like that. Yeah, and he's also my player of the game for the game. He came back with a lot of energy in this game. You could see that he was upset about his performance in game four, and rightfully so. But 27 points tonight for Jalen Brown, six rebounds, played great defense. It's, it's not many games you see Jalen Brown being our leading scorer, and especially by as much as he was tonight. So I love to see it from Jalen Brown. I love the bounce back game for him. I got to say, this is not a gambling podcast. I don't play for the Celtics, but I'm just going to shout myself out for my uh, bets today. Jalen Brown, first to score, plus 700, knocked it out, hit a three. I knew they were going to get him involved early. Thought I'd take a flyer. Also, Jalen Brown over 19 and a half, easy money. And then Celtics were underdogs right up until right before tip-off. And I thought that I, I thought that was interesting. So hammered that as well. Three for three on the Celtics tonight. Should have parlayed it. Should have parlayed it, but look, but gambling hindsight's gambling hindsight is 2020 every single time. What about the turning point, Brian? I, is there is there one? Similar to game two, there's just no turning point in this game that we controlled it from the tip-off. So gotta go with the tip-off, I guess. And I got to tell you, was that the ugliest first quarter that you've seen in these in the bubble? It probably is for me. It was tough to watch in the first quarter. I was loving the energy and like everything, but it was a it was a tough watch in the first first fifteen. It, honestly, it wasn't as tough to watch as the first quarter in Game Four, simply because the Celtics were winning at the end of the quarter. That I, I love to see the other team struggle. Uh, Eleven points, obviously, for the Raptors. That was fun to watch. And then, bottom line, bring us home. I think we need to close out the series in game six. I don't, I don't like the feeling of going to game seven. I don't, it's not that I don't have confidence in the Celtics. It's just that anytime there's a game seven, everything's up in the air. Right now we have the advantage, but I think the Celtics need to come out with energy, like I keep saying, and win this in six rather than forcing into a game seven because you never know what can happen. You know Nick Nurse is going to come out with a great game plan, so I think the Celtics need to take this game six. Game six is on Wednesday at 6.30, and we will be back after that.